This is Get a Load of This Podcast, where we cover topics for truckers and entrepreneurs alike. Our guests are coming straight from the trucking industry and industries that directly influence and impact the truckers and trucking companies. We want to bring tremendous value to today's leaders and entrepreneurs and our future of the trucking industry. The common passion amongst our hosts and our guests is one thing. It's you. It's you, the people that make this country move, the trucking industry. Enough with the introductions. Let's get this load on the road. We are your hosts, Thomas, Cameron, and Ryan. Let's get rolling. All right, everyone, welcome. This is uh, your host of Get a Load of This Trucking Podcast, Cameron. Today, I've got co-host Thomas Comstock. What up? What up? How y'all doing today? And then we've got co-host Ryan Young. Hello. How's everybody? Hello, hello, hello. And then uh, I'm super pumped actually for our guest today. We've got a special guest today, Jason Carroll with Paylocity. And I'm going to let Jason explain and do the intro on that. Before we dive in, though, Jason, one of the things that we do since we are a trucking podcast, bringing values to truckers uh, one of the questions we ask at the front is, is if you had a CB handle, you know, you're driving down the road and you're on the mic, what would your CB handle name be? Well, it's kind of a good question. So I grew up on a farm uh, and my summer job was driving semi-truck for the farm, sending grain in and out. Uh, so my name was just Jason, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I also played baseball growing up. That was kind of my sport. Um, and I played third base. And so my handle is the hot corner. Love it. Hey, there you go. Okay, I like it. That's the first answer we've gotten like right away from anybody. So that's pretty awesome. The hot corner. Good. Yep. That's my that's my handle in, you know, fantasy sports. It's my handle on, you know, gameplay, whatever it is, it's the hot corner. Sweet man. Well, so you got a background with farm and trucking, and so you understand the struggles of day-to-day of what they do. Tell us a little bit about that experience and what you either liked or disliked and what you want to share about that. Well, we could be here for hours. But yeah, I grew up on a far, uh, family farm. We had basically three employees. It was my you know, my dad. Um, it was a hired guy that uh, worked for us full-time. Um, and then I was, the, I was the summer grunt guy. You know, it was pulling weeds. It was, you know, driving tractor. It was planting. It was, you know, harvest kind of whatever needed to be done around the farm, you just woke up and and you went and did it, right? Um, So a lot of cool things growing up, um, learning how to drive at 12 and just driving around the farm, um, you know, 4,000 acres, not a, you know, soul in sight. You could do pretty much whatever you wanted. Uh, So that was kind of the fun part about it. But the drawback was um, you were on 4,000 acres and there was no one else around. So, right. <laughs> so you, so you made a lot of imaginary friends and, and, uh, you know, uh, my, my parents were great. They, uh, certainly made, uh, the effort to bring friends from around out to come visit and do those type of things. So, um, so it was definitely a cool experience. Some things when people say, you know, what was your graduating class? And you say 11, you know, like you really had 11 people in your graduating class. Yes, I did. You know, town of less than 500. So there's some unique experiences that come along with all of that. Um, so, so you were an obvious choice for third base, but you were the, I was second, the only choice. second, second best yep. player on the team, though. I was the only choice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we got nine guys is basically where can you play? And I said, I can play over there. And OK, you play there. Um, 
you know, football team, it was, oh, you can throw it more than 10 yards. Great. You're the quarterback. And, you know, um, you're the deep snapper and you can kick off and you're, you know, you just, wherever you needed to have a live body, they, they put you. So if you had a pulse. I yep. love it. Own that shit. Pulse. Yeah, I would be bragging about that though. Nowadays, you know, you're in the big city, you're doing your sales calls. Hey, I was the all-star. I was number one on the team. Most yardage, I, most catches, you, you know, know, everything. It was certainly a lot better story when I was, you know, like 19, you know, 20, when you're trying to impress the ladies in college, you know, the <laughs> right. guy was starting quarterback, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I had like 38 touchdowns my senior year, you know, whatever it was, you know? <laughs> Average twenty points on the basketball team. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. I even threw a touchdown to myself. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> threw it, caught it, did everything. You know, there were no subs like, on your football team. There wasn't. There, in fact, my senior year, there was a there was twelve guys total. There was twelve guys total. So um, I was six one. You know, one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet, and my center was five six and one hundred and fifty pounds. Nice. Wow. You know, so I would turn the handle. I would literally get the handoff, you know, or I get the snap. I would turn and there would be a guy gr- reaching over the line and grabbing onto the back of my jersey as I was turning to try to hand the ball off. That's oh, yes. So we went shotgun, you know. Let's go. <laughs> shotgun. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah, what, it's actually what's cool. A little funny story. I actually know Jason. I met him uh, playing uh, intramural league. Uh, through what we played basketball a little bit, but mostly flag football. Yeah. Uh, Jason was the quarterback for the team I played on. And so I actually blocked a little bit of O-line for Jason and then went and played D-line. And I feel like I caught a couple passes because in flag you're eligible. Everybody's eligible to catch a pass. So best, yeah, and then you play corner. that Jason yeah. ever had was Cam. It was Cam <laughs> yeah. right there. No, right. Yeah, I, I hated playing center because I feel like I was uh, – a lot. I, I feel like I could have been utilized other places because I was fast. And then he's right. I actually played corner. Jason and I were on defense, and he usually was safety, safety. over the top and corner. And uh, we just talked shit the entire time to the other team, wanting them to throw. And they never yeah. did. And then once they finally did, I, I, I remember a couple of times Jason and I looked at each other as the ball's coming, and he's like, nah, go ahead. And so I'd go up and pick. I swear to God, that's a true yep. story, huh, Jason? That's a true story. There was one time that I saw the receiver going deep and I looked over. I was like, should I try to go over there and, and, and help out? I'm like, no, Cam's got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a lot of fun, you know, especially when you have that relationship on the field when you kind of look over and be like, yeah, I don't have to worry about over there. You know, yeah. I'll just go try to get, you know, this other section of the field because I know he's got it. Um, so we had a lot of fun. We had a, actually a pretty good team. Uh, unfortunately, you know, our, yeah. our bodies get older and, and priorities, you know, shift and yeah. and uh, haven't some played of, so much. Some of our bodies get heavier. So therefore, yeah. <laughs> now I'm Cam's back on a strict workout regiment. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then, you know, our kids went to the same, uh, you know, childcare. So we'd see each yeah. other out in front. And then now we, now we just swing the sticks. Yeah. A little bit of golf course action here and there. Hey, I know that. So when we introduce you as working with Paylocity, a lot of people aren't going to know what that is. I, yeah. I don't think they'll understand what that means. Tell us about Paylocity. Tell us, um, you know, the services you provide, how it integrates, how it makes truck drivers, it, well, company owners, their lives easier. So I'd love to hear. I'm excited about this because um as companies grow it's an area that they really don't understand that they have needs they don't understand the technology available the integrations available some of the automation piece and really at the end of the day to save a ton of time so 
Tell us about that, Jason. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. So when I got recruited by Paylocity five years ago, um, you know, I looked at a company that was uh, voted the best places to work for. All of their employees were just raving about the company culture and, and what they were doing and bringing to the table. And for me, being in marketing and, and business to business sales, I was kind of like going, you know, I don't, I don't really know much about this company. What do they even do? So I was kind of in the same boat. Like, what does this company even do? And why are so many people just raving about, um, you know, working here? And uh, so started to do some research. And really, um, Paylocity is a payroll and HR uh, company. Started 20 years ago. And we were the first, I guess you would call it cloud-based payroll um, platform on the market. Uh, and so when you think about like a Netflix and an Amazon, right, they disrupt the way that we consume television, the way we even do our shopping today. Well, Paylocity did very much the same way when it comes to payroll and HR. Um, you think about some of the other players in that space, well, they were all mainframe, even, you know, QuickBooks today. I mean, it's all basically, you know, here's your disk or load it onto your computer. I mean, now they do have a desktop version. Um but unfortunately, what happens is these, you know, the businesses, they um, they have to make sacrifices when it comes to payroll and HR. And what we mean by that is, is if they go with this, what we call like an in-house solution where, you know, like a QuickBooks, for example, I mean, they're really getting the technology on the front end because, you know, they have to do all of their tax filings. They're doing all the payroll, direct deposits, things of that nature, right? So they need the technology. But from a service perspective, everything falls on their shoulders, all of the compliance and the liabilities and everything. And so if there's a problem, well, guess who gets dinged for it? Um, and so and that's like your quarterlies paying tax. Is that quarterly, all that involved? Yep, tax okay. filings? I mean, I just met with a client the other day who just moved over to me and he's like, I just got a fine for $5,000, um, you know, because I, I messed up. And, uh, you know, I think my system for him total annually was like four grand. So, you know, he was like, I'm already, you know, have you guys take care of all the compliance on the back end, those liabilities, those tax filings. I'm saving myself money already off, off the front. Love it. So, yeah. So that's, so that's kind of where Paylocity comes into play where um, we provide that technology on the front end. So our, you know, the administrators, the users uh, have the same look and feel and some of the things that they like to do on the, on, I guess, that first initial collection of time and uh, payroll data. But then we assume that liability, we do the tax filings, the garnishment payments, the direct deposits, et cetera. Um, we take all of that load off of our client's shoulders. So if there is a problem, well, then we're the ones that have to fix it. And so that's the that's the beauty of Paylocity. Um, and then coming along with all of that payroll side are other tools that I think more and more companies are having to utilize and wanting to utilize as we look at things like the war for labor. You know, how are we dealing with HR things? What are What's the culture of our company? How are we attracting um, key talented individuals? And then what are we providing them that keep them employed with us long-term, right? right? So we can reduce yep. the turnover. Um, and so that's where Paylocity is, is um, you know, bringing a lot of those tools to help our clients address those uh, issues that we're facing today. And as far as like Blue Ocean strategy, it sounds like Paylocity took ease of use the utilization of technology now it's actually adding value to this company or entity like you're talking about that wants to retain and attract top talent 
A uh, quick question for you, and actually this stems from Ryan and I uh, had the pleasure of chatting with Sherry Call with the Washington Trucking Association just recently. A big initiative is 1099 um, contractors, right? Independent contractors and in, in the farming, trucking arena, um, and, and, and a bunch of different really arenas. That's a prevalent thing, and they're trying to do away with it, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Does your system allow for... 1099 contractors and does it automatically disperse funds with 1099s and and the correct avenues there? How does that look like? What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our system can handle any of 1099 employees um, that are coming on board and having to track things like, you know, tax filings, um, state specific, you know, because every state has their own, um, you know, reporting for things like, you know, uh, your state unemployment or taxes or things of that nature, different rates. So that's where Paylocity really can be of value um, because we can track those type of employees, provide, you know, the proper data and reporting um, that is required for each state. I think that's huge, too, because uh, Thomas, Ryan, you guys chime in. A lot of clients, especially folks I deal with, man, they'll have truck drivers. That, let's say they're domiciled in Washington or Oregon, Nevada, it doesn't matter what state for this, for this. Um, but then they'll have drivers out of Florida, potentially Georgia, they'll have drivers out of Texas. And you guys remove the hassle of like, shoot, what do we have to do to be in compliance with an employee or independent contractor out of this region? That's what you're saying there, Jason? Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I mean, if you think about an That's administrator, badass. right? If you think about an administrator who is um, dealing with even four to five states, and, and those states are even on the West Coast. We understand that, you know, there's a lot of, of compliance issues, a lot of things that change um, quite rapidly. You know, even with Washington, with the long-term, um, you know, care tax that's coming on board. I mean, these are things now that that businesses and administrators are thinking, you know, how do I even know what I'm doing? How do I know that I'm in compliance? How do I know what I'm supposed to know? And it's just becoming even more and more difficult just to do business day to day. And then, oh, by the way, now I've got a new, you know, um, you know, truck that's coming on in Montana. Well, what do I got to do for Montana? And so they got to yep. research that. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking with so many people now that are just kind of throwing their hands up in the air. Like, I just, I can't keep up with it anymore. It's just too difficult. I wear too many hats. I got, you know, I got too much stuff to go on my plate. So can you take care of it? Yes, we can. Well, do you guys offer like a dedicated, um, person to handle an account or is it kind of a teamwork um, approach that your company has for each of your clients? Well, there's one thing to kind of, I guess, delineate the line, right? So we're not handling, like there still has to be an administrator. So I'm not coming into a company going, hey, um, I'm your payroll person, right? There still has to be someone who's putting in, you know, the the pay rates and, and those type of things, right? That's still administrating it. Our software is just allowing them to do it in a much more efficient manner. Um, and so when it comes then to the back end, right? So payroll's ready to go. I want to pay my employees. They've hit the button. Now Paylocity is doing the rest, right? We're doing the, um, the, the direct deposits and things of that nature. Uh, but then another thing that makes us unique is we're actually giving a dedicated person that is their account manager. So if they do have things that are coming up, um, they have a dedicated person they can call for help. Mm-hmm. And so on the back end too, you guys are doing then like tax deductions and things like that, it sounds like. And how, I mean, I imagine that an employer is going to have to go through some kind of preliminary process 
So you know exactly what you guys have to do. Is that ever something that becomes complicated or is it fairly simple? And um, I think every company provides its own challenges. Um, right. Luckily, you know, that's again, where you want to partner with someone that has the experience um, through that implementation portion of, of, I guess, anyone moving from a, what they're currently using, even if it's QuickBooks, over to a program like Paylocity, right? There's going to be that implementation portion where, um, depending on what kind of technology they currently have, dictates the process in which we have to go through to get that data over. Um, I know a big, you know, our biggest point of year is Jan 1. January 1st starts because you can start with a clean slate of data. You don't have to bring in all of the different taxes and things from the current year. You can start fresh. Um, so that's a that's a big selling point for a lot of companies right now. Um, but yeah, you're right. There, it's it, the implementation is where you know Paylossi is coming in. We're building out the rates and the and the payroll uh, policies, the PTO policies, even time in attendance, whatever it is that they need. Um, they're getting dedicated individuals um, that are building it out to spec. Excellent. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. I wonder. Uh... <laughs> Uh, people or truck drivers probably want to try to ride off. Let's say they're at a truck truck stop parked and then they want to pay for company while they're on their downtime. Do they try to write that off? Have you seen that, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> I've seen many, many scenarios. Um, and it's so much fun when I work with these type of companies because they're like, here, can you address this? Because our employees will try to do something like that, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, so the beauty of it is, is we have the tools that uh, can be um, as free and open for employees or as locked down as an administrator says, you know, we're not allowing these people to, to you know, I do what it. you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if the company that they're trying to hire, you know, has upgraded to using Square or some payroll <laughs> or some <laughs> payment system that they uh, could potentially skate by with that. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of companies out there that have some some very good tools, um, right. maybe you know trucking specific type, or they're tracking loads and, and routes and things of that nature, right? I mean, there's they're very industry specific, right. um, but we also see that you know there's lapses or or lacks in in their own software that they try to say, well, we're going to give you payroll, but again. They're not doing the, they're kind of giving a a rudimentary front end. They're not doing any of the back end. And they're really not paying much attention to what they're offering within the payroll side. Um, And so a lot of questions we get is, well, we have this software that's doing X, right? It's tracking our business. Um, Can we still use that? And 100%, that's the beauty of Paylossi is what we're calling more of like an open platform we're not ripping and replacing what the clients currently use to operate their business. Um, you know, so if it, you know, for payroll and HR, yeah, we can handle that. We do have our own time and attendance, but for truck drivers, oftentimes, right, they've got their own Department of, of Transportation, DOT specific, you know, kind of tracking. So they're clocking in hours on that. Then we just bring in that time file over to Paylocity within a CSV. So it's one click, uploads into Paylocity, and now, um, they can run their payroll. They don't have to hand key that information in. And what's super badass, which is part of the reason we've partnered with Jason and Paylocity, you guys have a trucking specific um, product basically or, or program built that really addresses their needs. 
Um, so that's what's cool. I mean, you want to touch on some of the highlight features of that, Jason, that like maybe will resonate a little bit with people that are on the fence or, you know, I know a lot of, you can even talk about kind of barrier of entry. So like when people start approaching X number of employees or X number of trucks or, you know, what, what does it look like for you when you recommend that a company start entertaining the thought of working with you? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, um, we're seeing more and more the, what we call like in the emerging markets, say one employee to 30 employees. It's one of the fastest growing divisions within Paylocity. Uh, Our software is powerful enough. Well, I guess it's powerful enough to handle a 10,000 employee company, which we have. Um, But it's, it's nimble enough and and it's, and it's uh, dedicated enough for a one employee. It's just a matter of how you need it or what you want out of the system. Um, so yeah, so there's lots of different, you know, ways that you can utilize Paylocity. Now for my role, I deal mostly with 30 and above, um, because what we start to see is compliance, a lot of compliance issues. We start to see higher turnover. We start to see, you know, how are we recruiting, you know, employees to the organization or how are we onboarding them with their paperwork even, um, and we're noticing that it's, in, especially in the trucking side, um, it's still a very manual process. You know, it's still, I got to sit you down at a table and have you hand fill out all of this paperwork only for me um, to hand key all of that information in and hope that you brought, you know, your, um, the right forms. Um, and so where we come into play is, is providing that technology for use, right? So we can collecting electronically, um, even things like I have my... Um, um, my CDL license. Well, there's usually an expiration date to that. So if you're not tracking those to know if they're expired, well, we can do that. Okay. Cool. Um, and then when it comes to offering healthcare, so if you're offering, you know, like the, uh, you know, healthcare to your individuals, we can administrate that and even do the ACA filings. Cause if you get a, over 50 full-time eligible employees, now we got to deal with the ACA. So Paylocity, we see a lot of traction when it comes to that. Because we right, do it so all the, for our clients. And the employees range from the drivers, shop hands, mechanic, like really anything in the organization, correct? Just anyone that's a W-2 or 1099 employee, basically. If you're getting a paycheck, essentially, yep. you know, so we can we can encompass everything. And, and we also know, too, that, you know, different different groups of pay groups within a company get paid different rates. They get paid different, you know, maybe PTO policies, Um you know, and so again, it's it's really weakening and handle all of that for our companies. It's just basically we build it out for them and they're just attaching employees to these specific um, policies. So basically you guys handle some of the paperwork, like the onboarding paperwork. What would that be like the I-9 or W-2 or... Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys do some of that for them because I, I know and I'm sure Cam and Thomas know dealing with some of our clients that some people still want us to send them documents through the mail or via (laughs) fax, or my guess is they potentially go into, you know, I don't, the the department of labor or wherever you'd get those forms just to grab those forms instead of downloading them off the internet. So and filling them out PDF. So I can imagine that you, if you do that, that's going to be a great service for some of these guys and potentially maybe some of the older generation of truckers. Would you say that's true? Yep. For example, when I joined Paylocity, I got a link. I opened it up on my phone and I did all of my paperwork on my phone. I mean, I filled out my W-4. Um, 
I took a picture of my like avoided check. Um, and then, you know, the I-9s have some specific rules around I-9 verification. So I uploaded the, I basically took a picture of my driver's license and my passport, um, submitted those through, and then an administrator on the back end just views them and says, yes, I attest that I've seen their I-9 forms. Um, I read the handbook, you know, um, I had documents that I had to e-sign and we have e-signature compliance. Um, so all of those things that are required to come, you know, that I needed to do on day one of employment, I did for my kitchen table. Love it. Um, Now, do you guys provide a standardized handbook or anything, or do you just have them upload what they've got, or do you have a recommendation of where to get one? What if they don't have one? uh, So we have actually an HR, um, it's called HR on demand. So they can actually help write a handbook if they don't have one. Um, I get asked, I get that question all the time. It's like, Hey, where do we get a handbook? How do we be in compliance for guidelines and shit? This is where it's done. It's easy. I also have some great um, partners here in Spokane um, that are more like they're, that's all they do is HR. Right. Um, So if they need legal help or, you know, kind of that next step up, you know, we can certainly, you know, push them to some resources to help them out. Uh, But Paylocity has an HR on demand, which, which encompasses a lot of that. It's great. Uh, Well, and to be honest, I feel like, and a lot of smaller businesses in general, that's probably one of the biggest structures or biggest issues is building that organizational structure from the get-go. And the next thing you know, they get to a point where they've grown and they don't have the structure there to really support the workload for their employees, I guess. So um, that's well, huge for any industry. Well, that and think yeah. about this. Where is a truck driver at? Right. If you're an employee of a trucking company, you're on the road. And what if you're doing your loan docs or buying a house or getting a new car or need income verification? Where do you get it? You got to call tech. Like, it, what if you can just pull it up on the app, right, Jason? Yep. That's yeah, we how have it a free works. mobile app. Yeah. That, you log uh, in. 100%. You know, you get your pay stubs. I, I went and bought a family vehicle a couple of years ago, sat across from the finance uh, gentleman and, and uh, pulled up my mobile, clicked however many pay stubs that he needed securely uh, emailed to him right across the table, um, told him what the password was, and he was able to get those documents right there. So Man, that's um, I get my, I love it too, because at the, you know, in January, when I get my, my W2, I get a, a notification on my phone that my W2 is ready. I pull it up. There's a little button that says email, boom, push it right over to my accountant. And he does my taxes. It's like, yeah, I didn't have to do anything. I just sent it off. Done. So, do you guys have any kind of metrics on uh, average amount of time saved for your your companies that you work for? Yeah, we have a we actually partnered with Deloitte Research, and uh, they did a study on different aspects of kind of day to day around payroll and HR benefits, four hundred one k administration, all those type of things that we do or help with. And they kind of came up with this baseline of time that it takes for people to do these things manually. And so I can actually plug in numbers to a spreadsheet and it'll kick out an estimated time that it takes for them to do those uh, processes and estimated cost for it as well and what those savings would be. So for example, I told this example to Cameron, um, I have been speaking with a trucking company that uh, they're about 400 to 500 employees, uh, give or take, kind of depending on the time of year. And I put this together for them and they do everything manually today. Um, I was able to say that, well, it estimated 48,000 hours 
that it took them to do everything manually, and it was $550,000 in actual dollars that it took associated with time. So it's like bananas. It's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, so even if I could, you know, if I could save you, you know, um, uh, you know, a hundred thousand or like, a, you know, 10,000 hours by reducing this, you know, I'm saving you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on the other side just by yeah. automating some of these processes. I so, think you mentioned something there too, that uh, is going to resonate with a lot of these trucking companies with the flows of harvest. So, uh, a lot of these truckers experience ebbs and flows and fluctuations with the driver force, right? Depending yep. on time of year, how easy is the system to add, remove, add back drivers that they have year in and year out that fluctuate with harvest? What does that look like? Yeah. I think that's, that's cool. Um, that's a cool function too. So great question, Cam. So Paylocity is, is somewhat unique. We do not purge, archive, remove, delete data ever. So. What that means for the employer is if they brought Jason Carroll in um, in May and they employ them through the summer for harvest and October comes and the season's over and they don't need that, uh, they don't need me anymore, they just move me to an inactive status. All of my information stays within the system. Any type of, you know, maybe uh, PTO accruals I've used, any, you know, 401k that I've, you know, contributed, any of that information stays within the system so next May, when I come back, all they have to do is move me back to an active status and I continue right where I left off. I don't have to kind of keep rehiring this individual. And all that data stays there. So that's huge. Um, I have a 1600 employee summertime, you know, Silverwood theme park, you know, well, there are a hundred employees in the off season, um, but they just want to be able to retain all that information from their, the employees that they get every year so they can rehire them quickly. And so that's really powerful. So yeah, we can understand that, you know, we're going to grow and we're going to subtract in the in time of year. And our pricing is also based on that as well. It's just a per employee head. So in the summertime, it could be, you know, based off the service, seven bucks per employee, you know, per month. That's awesome. And that adds up. I mean, you get a thousand employees. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. they could see their height of pay where, you know, in the summertime and then in the wintertime, you know, they're not paying very much. Here's why. So here's something I like about Jason uh, that you guys may or may not know or kind of catching on to. He does a lot of face to face. He'll drive. He's invited me to Tri-Cities and down to Hermiston and like all these places like, hey, let's go chat and let's meet with these uh, trucking companies or farms or or what have you. Um, What is your region? And like where you're traveling, Jason, and then what happens if they're outside of that region? Because we have listeners that'll be in a bunch of different states or maybe outside reach of you to travel to. So what does the interaction process look like for you? And what's your preferred method? Is it face to face? Is it virtual? Is it what does that look like? Again, kind of going to my my farming background. I'm the guy that stops in the middle of the road, rolls down my window, sticks the arm out and and shoots the breeze. So anytime I have an opportunity to hit the road and meet with individuals face to face, uh, that is my preferred method. Um, I'm in Spokane, Washington. So, you know, I cover basically down into central Washington, the Palouse, over into Idaho and north. So that's kind of my, you know, if I was going to drive, awesome. that would be the vicinity in which I could drive to. Now, um, because of, of our partnership, I can work with the client wherever they're at. In fact, I just um, started working with a, a group down in Florida. Um 
And so all, everything was Doesn't done via Zoom. get much further than that. Does, I was opposite <laughs> ends of the country, man. Uh, they were Clearwater, Florida. Um, okay. And uh, so, yeah, we were having meetings at uh, 5 in the morning because that's when they started work. So I would set my alarm and, and I was up working. Um, Love it. So, yeah, I'll work uh, with anyone, anywhere. Um, but, you know, those are going to be um, via Zoom. Now, the great, the great thing is, is we are national. So um, if... If anyone wishes for a Paylocity representative to come on site, so if they want face to face, then we'll have a representative in that region come awesome. on come on site to be face to face. So, yeah, definitely, if that's the wish, we can do it that way. Yeah, that's sweet. And we've got clients. I've got some out of Florida. We actually just opened up Florida as a region for Valley Trucking Insurance. Uh, we work in Missouri, Georgia, um, those type of things. So. Um, that's great news. So that'll be good to know to make the introductions to you as they come up and as those needs um, of our clients evolve. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. What's your favorite or tell us kind of the wildest story or most unique interaction you've had? Because I know, um, you know, you go to an office of a trucking company or a shop or a yard, uh, they can be <laughs> they could be interesting. Tell us something fun that's happened or exciting or unique or something that you, that sticks out to you on an on-site visit. Obviously, no names mentioned, but okay. So I, I so I have well, the, well, I have a couple really interesting ones, but uh, one that kind of stands out is a local restaurant um, wanted to meet. I said, "Yep, yeah, sure, you know, I'll come down and meet." Um, and it's not known as one of the higher end restaurants in town. <laughs> and so I, I show up and the gal says, okay, why don't you come into the back? I said, no problem. I followed her to the back of the restaurant and she literally um, flipped over a bucket and said, here you go, have a seat. And we <laughs> sat on like, you know, a plastic bucket in the back of the kitchen. Um, the floor was, it was actually pretty dirty. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to eat here, but um, I had a sales meeting <laughs> While sitting on a bucket, um, so I, I I thought I need to get out of here. <laughs> it was a five gallon pickle bucket. It was no, crazy. No. It was next, crazy. Next to all the food prep going on, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I bet they had really good food though. To be honest, those places always taste the best. So, um, it is. It, I, I will no. tell you, it is. Uh, it's off to Vision downtown. Um, it gives you the whammy. Love it. Um, oh, so you, yep, love it. We know that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no names, but but that no was names. an interesting one. Um, I tell you, I think that's the the most fun I have is um, every office I walk into is different. In fact, I just had. Yeah. So I went to Washington State University. So I'm a Coug. Um, I I go down to this meeting um, last week, and I, I I pulled the GPS up, and I'm like, I kind of know this address, so I follow it. it takes me right on campus right on Greek row and I'm sitting out in front of this building and I'm, I know this building inside and out. Um, cause when I was in college, there was a bar there that everyone went to <laughs> yeah, and it has since changed hands. The buildings changed hands and, and I'm looking at, it, I'm going, I think this office is in the bar. And so sure enough, I walk in and I take a picture because it is the bar. It, it's changed to an office, but it is the old bar that everyone knows. So I text, text all my buddies like, Hey, you know, here's the old bar exclamation points. And, and I walk into this guy's office and I thought I was a Coug fan and I have Coug stuff everywhere. Um, and I was in 
the office of my dreams because <laughs> it was decked out in nothing but Washington State memorabilia and posters and everything. And I'm like, man, I'm right at home. And and so that was one of the most fun because I'm sitting there, I'm throwing references back to the Washington State team from 1992 with Drew Bledsoe. Um, I mean, I'm he's over there. He was having a great old time. And, and uh, uh, so I walk out and I was on cloud nine. The next night I'm sitting there and I'm checking Twitter. And uh, all of a sudden I see someone I don't even know. And I'm like, wait a second, that photo looks really familiar. Sure enough, it was my picture that I had sent to a buddy who shared it with other people and oh, it nice. ended up on Twitter and back into my <laughs> feed. And then all these people commenting about, you know, their time at Shakers and all this kind of cool stuff. And I'm like, man, that was my picture. Love it. Yeah. Well, what'd cool. you now you so you went to school there. What did you go for? What'd you major in? So I have a communications um, and leadership. Um, well, communications major, uh, minor in leadership and a minorship in uh, business. Minor, okay, nice. minor, minor in leadership, minor in business. Yeah. Did so. you start, uh, start as QB there or what did you, what'd you do there? Of course, man. <laughs> of course. Um, no, in fact, I, I, you know, it's one of those things I, I, not that I had visions that I could actually make the team, but I, I went into the football office to see about trying to walk on. Yeah. Um, and at the time the walk on process was pretty difficult. Um, and also too, because I grew up on a farm, the tryouts were smack dab in the middle of harvest. Got it. So that kind of squashed my dreams. However, see, here's one of the things which you tell, you know, tell your kids, especially now that my daughters are starting to play certain sports. In fact, my oldest is playing volleyball now. Um, I was like, yeah, your dad, he made, he tried out and made the men's volleyball team at WSU, not ever having played before. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I, I was a, I was a division one, uh, uh, athlete for two days. Love it. <laughs> So you didn't follow through with that dream or what? No, it was, uh, it, you know, it was one of those things where it was a lot of fun. I did it, actually tried to impress a girl like we all do, right? We do things. And, uh, but then it came time to actually, you know, all the practices and the fundraising and all the things you had to do. And it was like, I looked at how much time it was going to take and I loved playing all the other sports. <laughs> right. And I decided that ah, just wasn't for me. Volleyball, I feel like for me anyway, is one of the hardest sports to adapt to because I played football basketball every sport i've played you track to the ball with the hands right it's a little bit different so i played here locally there's a volleyball tournament and my now wife and some of her friends all played volleyball varsity like they're all good and we played in this tournament me never playing but i being an athlete i'm like yeah i'll play i'm like t-rex out there trying to hit the damn ball and when i fall over there's no grace like you know how they roll and they roll into the hits and all that i'm like a, a fucking tree Boom, boom. <laughs> like going for the ball, boom. And it's, it did not play well. I, I, I got to stick with the contact sports much better at those. I, so. I can't imagine you can jump very high either, Cam. I can jump you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Cam and I have played a lot of sports together too. And he's definitely an unassuming athlete, but I don't, I don't know how high he can jump. I, I don't think it's very high. So not, not um, anymore. <laughs> you might be able to, you know, you could put a, uh, you know, a dollar bill under his feet at least. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I bet you if I held a hundred bucks, he'd, he'd he'd jump up and grab it if it was pretty high. But I don't know if he'd jump for much else. <laughs> yeah, who knows? There's some songs like "The Only Time You Runs After an Ice Cream Truck" and shit. So. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I, go there. One thing I've learned is is never to assume that Cam's out of anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We get in, we get into a lot of wagers, friendly wagers in golf. 
Yeah, next time I'm in Spokane, we'll all have to go golf. I'll tell you some funny stories about Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, um, awesome. What's uh, what's on the horizon, Jason? What are some new or exciting or things that you guys are pushing and promoting with Paylocity? What's something you want to share with the listeners that is of value? You know, there's a lot of great things that are happening with us. Um, so first and foremost, we, we develop or we, we reinvest 15% of our revenue back in our own platform annually. Um, and that leads to a lot of enhancements. Nice. Yeah. So, so we're publicly traded. Um, we are about a, you know, 600 to $700 million company now. Um, and so, you know, that's 70 ish million dollars that we're putting back into our own technology to keep enhancements going with the change in, in, you know, the landscape. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of great enhancements that are coming up. Last year alone, we did 250. Because it's cloud-based, those things are rolling out in real time. You know, hey, we got this great right. capability here, great capability there. So, you know, from a payroll perspective, I think payroll is payroll is payroll. You know, the building blocks and the fundamentals around payroll are largely the same. Um, you know, we do have some things like prorated pay and retro pay that I think are huge. Um, but a lot of our enhancements are really coming from the HR and the time and attendance to where, you know, we're thinking about employee engagement. We're thinking about employee development. We're thinking about data and analytics that help our companies, our clients make better decisions around their people. That's where we're going today. How are um, you guys delivering that content? So if something, let's say a trend comes up or a new initiative comes up or a new law or regulation that affects business, um, what's the method of that? And then do you guys have any conferences? Is it just emails? Is it video? Um, how do you guys stay connected? Man, kind of all of the above. So we're always putting out product enhancements to our clients. Um, we we actually have um, a whole online dashboard that shows you like what's new. Um, here's what we're doing within Paylocity, kind of state of the unions. We hold um, once a year, we hold an annual conference for our current clients so they can come in and see um, what's changed. They have actually direct access to our product developers so they can ask questions. Um, we also have daily um, webinars and tutorials on how to. So at any point in time, if our clients have questions, if they want to know how to do something, um, they always have direct access to someone that's live to get that information. Um, and that's one thing too, that, that with our partners, we're doing webinars in a box, you know, because there's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of questions we get from an HR perspective. So I just went on one where um, our CHRO spend an hour talking with an HR group and just about how to deal with a remote workforce. What are the, some of the challenges that even Paylocity went through? It's not even a Paylocity sales pitch. It's just, we're here to help. We want to be resources. We want to you know provide you with content that's going to help you guys do your business better, essentially, or address the needs that are coming up, especially with COVID. I mean, it's changed. And here's my, my little mini me that came in to say hello. Love it. What's up, mini him? Surprise guest. Yeah, surprise guest. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yes, I'll get you some lunch in a minute. So um, so there's a lot of things that we do that, um, you know, are, are driven towards client success. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we love it. And, and then even even if they're not our clients, you know, again, these these webinars that we have, these symposiums, the kind of product and how to's, they're just there as, as a resource for anyone that needs it. Nice. Uh, I have a question in uh, regard to basically you talked about hiring practices or helping with their workforce. 
Now, is it, I imagine you probably do a little bit on both sides, correct me if I'm wrong. So you probably do some where you're helping them in selection of employees, just as like giving them tips potentially for better hiring practices, et cetera. But are there any tools out there that you're aware of or that Paylocity offers to kind of help, you know, and I imagine it can get industry specific on enriching the current employees or workforce that you have to make them potentially more productive or more compliant or, you know, again, industry specific, but sounds like you might have some tools there to offer. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's the beauty of, I think, from an HR side of the house is I call payroll black and white, right? I mean, it's, it's, I need, I need your, uh, your pay rate or your salary. I need your hours. I need to know how much your taxes are, right? It's black and white. The, the function of HR, I think is very colorful because everyone wants to do it a little bit differently or they have ideas on how they want to do it. And so Paylocity gives our clients many different ways that they can skin a cat, if you will. Um, and, and so the tools that we have that are for employee engagement or, you know, things like, um, a kudos board. We call it impressions. Hey, I'm going to give a, a fellow employee um, a kudos, a job well done. Makes them feel good about you know what they've done at, at work. Maybe they're a good you know teammate and they get an award. Or a community dashboard, kind of like an internal social media where you can post things like best practices or industry news. Or here's what our you know some of my clients they'll do things like their their executive leadership are very you know they're big into charity, so they'll you know, show them presenting, say, a check to a specific charity and organization. What that does is it shows their culture. It shows that their owners are, are really heavily involved with the community. It shows their employees what kind of company they're coming to work for, right? Um, anniversary dates, um, you know, those type of things. Those are all part of that community. Like, how, what can I do to show my employees that we care? Um, our CEO, during COVID, every week, Every Monday, State of the Union, here's what's going on. We always had a live video, and that's part of our system is we can do recorded video. Um, we always had the State of the Union. Here's what's going on. So we always knew what was happening, um, you know, and as it was going on, really, because it was really uncertain. Um, and then things like performance management tools. You know, how can we, you know, run performance reviews on our employees, even journaling about them? You know, that's an ongoing dialogue about what, you know, my performance with an employee so I don't have to guess at the end of the year, how, well, how did you do, for, you know, for the last 12 months, I've got an ongoing um, dialogue or providing learning tools. So we have a whole learning management system and that's where we can, you know, create content, post, you know, how to's, um, training materials. So think about a new hire that's coming on board, you know, how much time am I having to sit there and, and tell them how to do certain projects or can I have, you know, content that I'm sitting them down and having them do the trainings, right? So there's that kind of aspect of it as well. Um, you know, and those are all the things that we're trying to develop currently that um, are helping and you know, kind of bring that engagement, that development to the employees, making them feel like they're part of a great organization, um, giving analytics around things like, um, well, Maybe we're seeing a higher turnover in a specific area of the company. Why is it? What's the termination reasons? Are people just leaving voluntarily, not showing up? Um, what is it? So we can help identify are there areas within the organization that we need to to help maybe win the training or we have to do better as a company here so that we can help retain these employees, right? There's lots of great tools within um, our system that our clients can can take advantage of. Hey, quick. 
quick question on uh, something that you brought up sparked a thought. Do you provide insight or help? And, and what led me to this is you document the employee interactions and their files. And if you need to make a note on an employee file, what if you have to terminate an employee? I know that's a big area with the state by state um, laws where some are, you know, you can terminate without cause, some you need justification, you know, those type of things. Do you have something in place with the HR side of things that will guide and educate and say, you know, here's what you need in order to properly terminate this employee? We have a checklist, so a termination checklist. So um, you kind of walk through, um, it helps guide you through that process. If you've given them any kind of property, say you've given them a cell phone, a laptop, keys, whatever, you know, here's what I need to do to collect those back. Um, oh, by the way, we, he's enrolled in a 401k or health benefits. I need to stop payment on those. Um, it, you just walk step by step and our system will, you know, walk that person through um, the termination process. Even all the way down to we have to offer COBRA. Paylocity has COBRA. So we can offer that as, as a service as well. That's good to know. I know that that's a headache that most uh, business owners face, and that's the unpleasant part of being a business owner is dealing with hiring and firing. Um, just because it's a headache, there's a lot of unknown uncertainty. Um, are you going to get sued? You know, are you doing it correct? Is it just cause? All that kind of stuff. So, well, and you think about it too. Idea. Yeah, because to your point, I mean, we we oftentimes hear, well, they might come back to us and look for a schedule. Were they scheduled to work? Can you provide us with that information or? Like from a performance, well, did you did you have some kind of a performance plan in place? You know, was he warned? Um, or, well, you kept telling me he was he you fired him because he was always late. Well, how do you know that? Well, guess what? Our time and attendance system has the ability to track that. You know, those infractions. So, um, and again, because we don't remove or or you know archive information ever. So if there's ever an audit or an unemployment that comes back. Well, gosh, right there in their HR profile is all that information stored yeah. that you can that's provide. So, that's so valuable. If it's easy to access, quick to pull, you don't got to spend forever digging through paper files, logs, notes, like emails, you know, hopefully you kept documentation somewhere. I think that that's, uh, that's great. And, and that's one more point on that too is, um, you know, think about all the times probably, you know, a person's terminated and then they probably lost all their pay stubs. Yep. You know, they've lost, you know, they don't know where they get their W-2s, all that information. Well, Paylocity can give access, the, the, the company can allow access just to their pay information for up to a year after termination for an employee. Oh, they don't nice. have to pay for it. They could just leave it open, that bridge for that employee to be able to access that information and not have to come, you know, calling that, that administrator all the time saying, hey, I, I can't find my pay stub, you know, can you give that to me? Yeah, that awkward conversation. Now, yeah. on the employee side or the the end user, likewise, they can also just push a button to export all their documents to the CPA, right, for tax time or QuickBooks or or whatever they're using. But yeah, if you think about it, the administrator is an employee as well. Okay, you know, so when they're accessing the system, they're getting to to areas that uh, we call it security roles. Yeah. Um, so based off of the security role within the organization, you know, payroll administrator can see pay rates and things like that, where, you know, me as just a general employee, I'm, I'm only seeing what I'm allowed to see my Perfect. role is. Mm -hmm. And then your system, uh, on the report, you had mentioned on reports that it'll show productivity, turnover, things like that. 
does it calculate revenue per employee? Does it look at profitability, profit margins and all that as you would on a traditional P&L spreadsheet? It, it, not in that way. Not okay. in that way, because um, we have reports that, that can be exported in a manner where you could match them up with, say, more of like a, of a, a revenue okay. um, tracker. Um, but unless we knew what the, that information was, it wouldn't be living in, within our system. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing too is, you know, like, you know, we can handle all different types of, of pay scenarios, um, whether that's, you know, certified payroll, weighted overtime averages, or, or drive-by miles, or, you know, pick rate, all these different types of ways that, that people say, you know, there's, there's going to be a pay rate associated with this kind of metric, right? Time or weight or trips or loads or what have you. Um, we can handle all these different types of scenarios. Yeah, that sounds money. I like that. Um, hey, quick question. So I know we're starting to come towards the end. One thing before we get to the very end, people want to engage with you. Let's say want to just maybe walk through a presentation, do a demo, get a quote, what have you. What's the easiest and best way to contact you? Yeah, the best thing to do is come straight to me because um, just so your your audience knows, right, that, that we have a partnership. So when they come straight to me, that affords them things, some discounts that yeah. they may not otherwise be afforded to. So the best way to get to me, um, first and foremost, is to email me. It's uh, J Carroll. So it's J and C-A-R-R-O-L-L at paylocity.com. That's my direct access. Um you know, Cameron, if, if they want to connect with you first to get through me, um, that's totally acceptable as well. Um, and uh, should I give my phone number? It's up to you, man. Yeah. However, we had a couple people give phone numbers and say they can text, call, or it, it's totally up to you, though. In the easy way, like you had mentioned, our clients will be integrated in with onboarding emails and there'll be direct links that if they're interested, they click yes and they go in there and uh, get in touch with you. And I know that Ryan and Thomas being on the sales staff, they can identify companies that are reaching threshold or that are at threshold that potentially need your services. And a quick note, now that I mentioned um, Thomas, I mentioned Thomas is a co-host, but he had a technical error. So when Thomas was uh, introducing himself and like sporadically speaking, it probably isn't going to come through on this. Just know that he was saying some Mark Twain shit. Um, And I don't know, next episode, you'll have to hear what he has to talk about, I guess. So give him yeah. too much credit. <laughs> so I, I, I always, I'm always accessible via my phone as well. So it's 509-818-6430. Um, just note, um, if I don't recognize the number, generally you'll go to voicemail first, but I will generally call you right back. So, um, so leave a message. So leave yeah. a message at the beep. It's probably a recruiter from your high school or it's a bill collector. So. I, I always get people wanting to buy my house. Me too. Oh, man. I get texts every day. And you know what? It's funny. I say, is, you know, is the house for sale? I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah, it's for sale. You know, what do you want to offer? <laughs> you know, I, I let them throw it out. I've had a few offers, but they're not close to making me want to move. That's a major headache and pain that I don't want to undertake. So, No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Because right, right now it's like, yeah, I can get X for my house. That's great. But I'm also paying an inflated value to wherever else I'm moving. Exactly. So I'll just stay right where I'm at. 
Oh, I got, I got a great situation. My uh, dad used to be on my cell phone bill, so I get messages for him for his house, which is my childhood house. And I'm like the gatekeeper. Nobody's buying that house before I am. <laughs> there you go. That's right, man. You can't let that go out of the family. No. Love if you it. need a partner on it, Ryan, just let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Jason, before we wrap things up, uh, we kind of like to ask this question to everybody. If there was one message that you could get across to everybody, say it was on billboard, TV advertisement, I don't think as many people are listening to radio, so we'll scratch that one. But uh, As we're recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a little different than, than a radio airwave, though. Um, is there a message, and what would that message be that you could get across to everybody? It does not have to be related to Paylocity. Pay it could be anything. You know, I just think one of the things that I love to even just have the conversation about, whether it's Paylocity, whether it's anything else, is is I don't know what I don't know. So is there a better way that I can do this? That's it. Is there a better way that I can do this? Um, and if so, fantastic. If not, at least you at least you know where the industry is at today. So if you're ever interested in just saying, hey, here's how we do it. You know, based off of, you know, the hundreds of clients that you've worked with, do you see anything that could be done better? Let me just get some ideas. That's all I'm here for. It's just a resource um, and, and here to help. Now, if I if I were to dissect that correctly, it sounds like you're saying you're recommending that people outsource so they can be more efficient with their time and the things they're good at and they can hire the experts to do the things that they're good at. Man, you want my job? That was way better than I said it. Yeah. Hey, no, I just, I, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure everybody exactly. gets the message. So. Exactly. I mean, again, we've got that, that you know, beautiful calculator. And it's, it's, hey, I'm doing things that I'm not normally used to. I'm a payroll person or an accountant, and I'm having to do HR. You know, that's not, that's not my competency, and I'm spending a ton of time doing that. How can I free myself up to turn my attention to things that the organization? that's going to make them better or that, or that I'm proficient in. Right. Well, yeah. And, and to be honest, just to kind of co-sign on that statement, I know even the first couple of years for myself as an independent contractor, I tried to do my taxes, tried to do my write-offs. You know, I guess I did it successfully. I did not do it efficiently. And when I look at the lost productivity, you know, as you were speaking with that one large company, I mean, I probably lost close to 60 to 80 hours between two years of doing it. I hired an, uh, an accountant and I paid them, you know, $480 or something for the year. And it's a no brainer when you think about all the time that you're wasting that you could either be spending with your family or you could be spending doing more things that generate revenue for you. Right. So or save you revenue. So, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. and I'm glad you mentioned it. I think that's a good point there. And then the other thing, too, is most people in a leadership role or business owner need to be thinking, hey, what's the competition doing? What can I do better? Like Jason had mentioned, um, is there things on the horizon that I really shouldn't be doing? And yeah, you're right. You hire out to what your weaknesses are and why be good at something that you can outsource for pennies on the dollar, um, especially when you're equating, you know, exchange of time versus money as any good entrepreneur or business owner is going to do. So 
Um, awesome. Well, we're wrapping up near the end. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I was really excited about this one because I do think you bring tremendous value. I think a lot of these trucking companies, especially if they're doing this in-house and they're missing the boat and they partner with you, they're not replacing a person. They're not taking away your HR or accounting or bookkeeper, or your wife or whoever you got doing these things. It's they're really there to help partner assist and just make you boost you know, boost to make you look that much better. So I highly recommend getting a hold of Jason, um, get a hold of him through us or the contact info that we had earlier. So um, that does it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Get a Load of This Trucking uh, podcast, where we really truly want to bring value to the trucking community, truck drivers, company owners, fleet managers, really anyone in and around the trucking community. So uh, we appreciate it. We look forward to you joining us next time. Thank you guys. Thanks, Jason. Thank you.